pull up a bar stool. So we're doing things a little differently today. I'm experimenting with Blab. I'm going to have my man John Robinson on with me. He's also my business manager. He's been working with me for the last four years. But he's also a fa family member, my wife's cousin. So um, this is going to be fun. It's going to be an experiment, but we're going to reflect on the past four years because we just hit a big landmark anniversary for my business. We're also going to be talking about this Blab thing, whether it's just another shiny object we need to worry about. So let's do... Oh, hold on. We also apparently can record this thing through Blab, so I'm going to do that as well. All right, let's do this. Pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. John here from JohnLumer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here's another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. All right, so it's gonna be fun this week, a little different. Like I was actually in the midst of recording the pubcast myself, which I never really liked doing, the solo pubcast where I just talk to myself and wallow in my beard, which I do have a beard, by the way. Um, but then JR was calling me on Facebook, Facebook Messenger, and interrupting my flow, and then we just started talking, and I was like, all right, but people keep talking about this blab thing. We, we started talking about blab. So I was like, let's just do a blab. Let's record a pubcast and we'll do that. Now I know, so JR, so I know you're not drinking anything. What do what you got though? <laughs> what, what are you working on? So I'm only working on water. That's all I'm working on. I decided a couple days ago that I wanted to go 30 days with no alcohol, eating better and working out because I feel like my energy levels have been down. So yeah. I just want to test it out and see see how creative I am, how many problems I can solve for you over the next month. So hopefully the sound came in all right for everybody else there. Um, but yeah, so while you drink on your water over there, I've got a true blonde ale from Sky Brewing. It's a local-ish, at least within the right state, Durango, Colorado. So cheers to you, cheers to everybody else, and yes, Colin, Jordy Nelson, sorry to hear that. Cheers. Okay, so I think the proper place to start would be just talking about uh, the uh, about this this uh, me medium that we're on here right now. So talking about Blab and whether this matters, and you know whether you should be flocking to it or not yourself, right? So um, eventually, after we get past this, JR is basically going to take the, the wheel for me and lead this interview as we talk about the last four years. But, I mean, here's my annoyance with Blab, as I was talking to you before. Especially within the last couple of months, and this, is, this has always been the case, but especially the last couple of months, it seems that uh, everyone's really flocking to that next shiny object as being the next big thing and wanting to be first and say, hey, I was here first. This is awesome. This is amazing. Everybody's got to be here. And then they find something else, which has been the kind of the case recently with, with live stream and video, Meerkat to Periscope to Blab. It's the next shiny object. Um, I also don't want to be left behind. So I think it's good to experiment. But I don't know. What do you think, man? Well, I, I like what we were talking about earlier because you, you mentioned that it's a tool. 
Yeah. And you said it in such a way like this is just a tool. And for me, I was well, when I was telling you earlier, I said, what do we depend on these tools to do? Like, I know you're not the most handy of men around the house. And I'm just this screwdriver that you need. And I look at live streaming video and I wonder what it, what is it it's supposed to do for us versus saying, I didn't know what the word meerkat meant. I didn't know what the lad meant. So I've spent too much time trying to find out what things mean versus understanding what the tool is for. So I like where our conversation was going there. And you, you tell me when you said that, that this is just a tool, what did you mean by that? Well, so I think it's a matter of understanding its purpose. So it's as long as we're not looking at it as being another social network that everybody needs to join, because that's not really what it is. It's about a tool that you're using to extend your voice where you already have an audience. So, um, so on Facebook, for example, for me, I'm going to reach out to people, and I did, to let my fans know, hey, I'm running this, this blab where you can communicate with me or, or consume my content in a way that you maybe you haven't before. So maybe you don't listen to my podcast because you don't listen to podcasts. Um, and I also message my current audience uh, via, via email sent to 92,000 people saying, hey, go check this out. Um, so meaning, you know, it's, this doesn't mean uh, you need, everybody needs to now use Blab and be subscribed and, and I'm going to now build this new community there um, on Blab. It's just a matter of consuming my podcast or my content or whatever in a different way. Oh, does that make any sense? Well, your Max Hedrum impersonation was pretty good. Uh, because you did cut out a bit for me, so I'm wondering if it's cutting out for everybody else. So yet again, I feel like this new technology when jumps on, and like right now, I don't even see you on the screen, so I don't, I don't know what happened. To you. Let's just stop talking about that and just talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so yeah. Now, uh, of of what you said, it it does make sense that that people like shiny new objects, and they they like trends and i even use the word fad i don't want to call video live video live streaming video a fad but some like i thought we should why wouldn't you do this by periscope i don't know the difference between periscope and now this and now the next one so uh it's about it is about buzz and and i get it but i would love for somebody to say hey here are the five ways you can use this for your business for you personally for you to connect with your customers, to connect with your people, and just stop talking about how cool things are versus how much value it has. You know you just create a blog post for somebody right there. Now, you better get credit for it, though. No, that's okay. Well, I, mean, I, I, I want people to write that, though, because it's needed out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, th this, is, there's, this is attractive to me in a lot of ways, though, because we've talked about this and my struggle to create video because uh, worrying about it being polished and this and that. And that was my, um, why I was in initially interested in Periscope because I could just you know, do spur, spur of the moment video. Now, um, I don't believe you have the ability to have like this group uh, type situation we have right now, which is definitely interesting. Um, but what appealed to me about the Facebook Live was the same thing. Like I've got this ready-made audience on Facebook streaming live autoplay video really appealing to me. Um, now I can't get it to work. I even tried it 
um, like within the last 30, 40 minutes or whatever to let people know I was going to be doing this. And it cut out of me again. It keeps cutting out of me after 30, 45 seconds. I don't know what to do. So I think this is a tool. It's like, like what, what are the ways that you're going to reach your current audience? It's not necessarily to even like build your audience even more. It's like reach them in different ways to help them consume content consume your content like i've got this whole i don't can't can't really see this big white wall to create video record video i've been horrible at it uh because it's just like it's a lot of work to get it all right whereas i can just look like a fool uh having shaved and and got a baseball cap on and all that kind of stuff and record this spur of the moment stuff and people accept it as being okay but oh um, but 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 hold on Don. so when we talked about this earlier it's, it depends on what your purpose is individually. Just like you said, the purpose of a tool, and I'm not calling you a tool, but it's kind of like the same purpose for you. Do you do you want to connect with the audience in a way to entertain them, to educate them, to blend of both? Which mediums are more entertaining? Yes, this is entertaining. It's quite humorous to see you with your hat backwards and looking like you're homeless, but, but in general... <laughs> You can't see that in a, you can't hear that in a podcast because you're not seeing the video. But it just depends on what's most comfortable with you. Like you said, you've been taking a while to do video, uh, you know, on Facebook. Not only because of technology, you you just haven't done a lot of video, right? Well, I did a lot over the last couple of years. I have not done much of any in 2015. So, like when, especially when I was doing. Uh, uh, training courses. I was doing lots of video for that, but uh, yeah, it was very edited and you know trying to make it look right with the lighting and all this stuff, and that's that's kind of exhausting. So being able to do this is something that definitely appeals to me. Tyler Anderson asked if I am drunk, if I'm drinking a beer. This is the podcast too. <laughs> this is the podcast now. To be completely honest, again, I was recording a podcast prior to this, and then John interrupted me. And this it was this beer, and so that one's gone. I don't typically drink two beers when I record a podcast, but as we're recording a second time, I needed a beer to drink, and that was like an hour ago, and I didn't want to have a warm beer. So anyway, I feel I feel like we're in a comedy club where it's a true drink minimum yeah. for you. So so this is good. This is good. All right. So, you know, I feel like I can't even talk too much about Blab yet because this is my first true experience with it, you know, other than the um, the draft lottery that we have for my uh, the, the social media pros uh, fantasy football league where I'm defending my championship and Tyler Anderson got his butt whipped last year and uh, I got the first pick. So it's just going to be ugly again, you know, this year. But anyway, that kept cutting out of me over and over and over and over. Um, and so that's why, you know, I, I initially didn't really have very high expectations for this. Now, we've got 511 viewers right now or 155 now watching. So it means 300 some people are completely ignoring us. But um, so I guess, you know, maybe we'll, we'll talk about this again at the end. And we'll, you know, maybe I'll have different opinions on this whole thing. So. I want to shift gears here, uh, but everybody, I, I'm assuming if you've listened to the podcast before, which you haven't, go to johnlewer.com slash podcast, or you can find me on iTunes. But if you don't have a beer right now, grab one, raise a glass, and JR is going to take the wheel from here, I hope. Cheers. 
Yes. All right. So I want to talk about the anniversary. Okay. How many years? How many years has it been? It feels like twenty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 been four years. Four years as of last Wednesday, I think, that that I was laid off for the second time in two and a half years, and uh, didn't really know what the heck I wanted to do. Had never started a business, so I didn't really. I wasn't really starting a business. I just started a website. Didn't know what I was going to do with it, and. Um, you know, here we are four years later. But but wasn't it wasn't your passion when did when did Facebook marketing become a passion? Let's not use it, that word that, though. Okay. Uh, another word, hobby. Another it's word. Not, it's just uh, strength, I think is what I would call it. Like, I, I don't I don't look at Facebook marketing or Facebook ads or whatever as being a passion. That seems like a weird thing to be passionate about. It's like uh, it's more about, you know, something you're good at that, that, you know, is a great tool. So I, I recognize that, you know, within, I mean, I started using Facebook in 2007 when I worked for the NBA and we partnered with Facebook cause you couldn't create your own app at the time. And we partnered with Facebook mm-hmm. to create a, uh, basically repurpose what was the March madness app to turn into a, an NBA style tournament app. So I was on Facebook since then using it for some business purposes. Um, so I was comfortable with it. So when I started writing, um, I started my website, it was natural that I would start writing my Facebook. Now at the time, I was writing my Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and just blogging and all kinds of stuff. So. Well, I, I just realized that, uh, as you can see, Casey just came in and <laughs> interrupted the whole thing. So, yeah, this live stuff is is annoying. <laughs> just wants to say hello. Yeah, no. The, the reason the reason why I may use the word passion and it's it's because I think with anything, and we were talking about this earlier. Sometimes you kind of lose your motivation and your encouragement. Cause you're like, God, I get kind of tired of it. Like golf for me, I love golf. And then I kind of got burned out on it and I forgot why. And I think that anybody who's going into trying to master anything, there's just moments that you, you forget that it was a passion and it was a strength. And then it's like, all right, well, what, what's the next thing I want to do now? Or do I just find the energy again in it and resource it and figure out what to write next or what to do next? Because over the last three years, four years, we've evolved this business a lot and it, it's had to pivot and some of the pivots have i mean you would have would you have ever imagined that you would have had the power hitters club not originally working like it is now not right. originally no. originally what was the thought do you remember because we have a painted picture i remember the painted picture you wrote for it i think it was just creating courses and stuff i really have no idea yeah and then what happened the the courses through time they got outdated so fast because Facebook kept moving so fast. I mean, every I, I think I remember this where I dreamt it, that by the time you finished a course, Facebook had changed some of the user interface. Yeah. And some of the some of the screenshots were, were wrong, that had to be redone. So it's kind of like watching what happens through as you grow with the business. I think that's what it's all about. It's about And now, now, what do you think the business is at? 
Um, I mean, you just cut out on me at the end there. But uh, as far as where the business is at right now, I mean, I think where we're heading is, you know, scaling my time a little bit better and differently. So pulling away a little bit in terms of me creating all the content. And I've got a list on my wall of all the people I want to reach out to uh, to start generating some content for the site um, to take, take a little pressure off. But also to f- so I can focus more on what this quote unquote passion it is passion is because because that's why that's why I'm you know I talk about that word and I, and I think it's important because Facebook ads Facebook marketing for me and I saw somebody uh, IG dot game I think or dot got me I don't know they had mentioned something about embracing the weirdness if that's what you're passionate. I wouldn't. I would never say I'm passionate about marketing or I'm passionate about Facebook ads. It's something I'm good at. No, like with my kid, I'm, I'm passionate about my family and my boys and and baseball and and coaching. And so that's why I see this Facebook marketing and Facebook ads as being a tool to help with the side project I'm working on which is, you know, starting my son's baseball team and the website I've created around that. Um, and all the content marketing I'm doing there. It's a great, great tool. But the Facebook part of that, I wouldn't consider it a passion. So yeah, I think it's, it's awesome, though, in, um, in helping you make a business out of what your passion is. Yeah. Well, now I'm seeing the value of this tool of lab because we just asked. I mean, you didn't ask. You just said that, you know, we're moving from you publishing all the content by yourself and depending on you being Mr. Creative to people to say, hey, would you like to be a guest blogger, a guest writer uh, on our site? And there's so many people on the side right now saying, yeah, I'd be, I'd be interested in that. I think another uh you know, one thing I'm going to put you on the spot with right now is what we talked about earlier, too, is that while we'll have you spending less time writing, but we'll make more time for you to be available to the Power Hitters Club members. And I know you didn't announce it. I'm going to announce it first here. But, <laughs> but did you not say earlier that you were going to put together a, not a contest, but an offer? to Power Hitters Club members. Come on, keep drinking then, because make your promise. You can make it right now. I'm glad. Was what pr- was the promise you had? Was it it was an idea <laughs> that I would provide a free one-on-one to, to the Power Hitters Club members who had been members for the longest period of time. Um, you know, for each, each week or each month, you know, whatever that would be. Yeah, you kind of cut out for me, so you might not cut out for other people. But what what I remembered you saying was that you wanted to offer to Powerhitters Club members an opportunity to have a free one-on-one session if they've never scheduled a session with you before. And I don't know how many we're going to do yet. We're going to be once a month or once every couple weeks or whatever it is. But the idea of just, again, being more available Instead of spending your time trying to write, we'll get guest writers. You can spend a little bit more time one-on-one with with some of the members. So even with us saying that, I'd love to see if people would think that's a good idea. I don't know how many Power Club members are on the call right now, but... All right, you're, uh, you're completely changing the subject now. I did. That's 
okay. That's what we can do. Yeah. That's why this free form is you can jump all over the place. Yeah, I'm busy like reading everybody's stuff on the side here. It's, it's, it's there's some good stuff. So what what how should we reel myself back in? What what is it that you'd like to talk about? Well, you know, again, kind of a, a reflection it, for those people who don't completely know the story, um, where it's come, some of the lessons learned, you know, where we're going from here, you know, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, I, I know one of the lessons learned that, that I'm learning right now with you is that, that you don't like to follow directions. So well, I'll give you better. I'll give you better direction. You do follow direction. I just have to give you better direction. So that's my fault. So, hey, so I know I'm going to share a couple of highlights for me over the years uh, with the business. And one has been your evolution of being a speaker, which is something you really didn't like to do. But I think we know that you're going to have to do more of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You sound you sound energized by that. No, I, I mean, as everybody know, a lot of people know who know me. I mean, public speaking kind of scares the hell out of me, but I still en- enjoy it once I start doing it. You know, it's just a matter of it's very distracting for me preparing for it and worrying about it and obsessing over it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. But but I think it, I remember at the social media examiner. Uh, conference how many people came up afterwards and were thankful about they learned something at the you know through your talk um, they told you some stories about how they you know used some of your blogs in the past to help them better with their businesses so I think the more speaking engagement that you do the more energized you'll be by by the feedback which we talked about this before that that once you start not hearing feedback it's kind of easy to fall into a rut fall into a creative block when you're not really getting feedback on if they enjoyed the workshop or that energy to to inspire you or like we had last week we had someone that wasn't really excited about the the workshop and that that could be crushing yeah yeah, it, wasn't it? Was it crushing to you? Tell a little story about that. Say that again. I said, was that crushing to you last week when we we had the person who was uh, not really thrilled about the workshop and you know how that made you feel? Yeah, man. That's look. I'm I've always been kind of thin skinned, but like I, I will be very careful not to. Um, and I recognize that. So I'm very careful not to let that be a problem. Like, for example, people are thin skinned on social media and someone says something, you know, that is critical or even outright mean to lash back out at them. I, I don't do that. I just know to shut up. Um, but uh, when, it, when it came to an email, it was funny because there were two separate emails that came in. One that was just a straight up troll who who said I suck basically, which I, 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 the equivalent to that is walking up to somebody on the street and just getting up in their face and yelling at them, telling them they suck and then walking away. Right. It's like, <laughs> but you can't even do anything about it when it's, when it's an email, it's just stupid. Uh, but there's, it's not constructive. Whereas the other one, the person took a whole lot of time, um, to put together this critique of, you know, what she thought she was getting and what she, what she didn't get and this and that and then 
you know, I was very sensitive to it, you know, at the same time, you know, it, I don't say it hurt my feelings. I don't be ridiculous, but it's definitely something I was uh, stressed about, but I want to make sure that I actually responded to her and not ignored it because it was some, you know, someone who clearly put in time and spent money and all that stuff. So I sent her a long response, um, you know, not being defensive, but also explaining, you know, some of the questions that she may have, may have had. And I mean, the result was that, you know, she was very appreciative of, of that response. And, um, well, it does, doesn't change anything about her uh, feelings about the product. Um, it may have changed her feelings about, you know, me and about the brand. So. Yeah, you know, I, I want to dive into this one a little bit more because I think there's probably a lot of people that are watching that have to deal with a disgruntled customer, a disgruntled client, and or some feedback that they really aren't that excited to receive and figure out how to do it. And I think you did an amazing job of not, I won't say saving the customer, but I think, but I think what you did was save the customer from blabbing or venting wasn't she the one that wanted a refund and then we gave her the refund oh yeah no i gave her a refund right right but you know there's a lot of people that would even give her the refund so hey you watched the workshop you attended it then like it okay we don't make guarantees of refunds but that but that's the type of business that you want to run and a lot of organizations, a lot of people don't do that, but you personally reached out to her, which is another thing that's a lot of people don't do either. They let a community organizer or, you know, a customer service person do it. But, but I like the fact that you reached out to her and she gave you amazing feedback too, right? Yeah, no, she did. Yeah. And, and, and I think that helps us going forward with, with other, you know, with, with our other members and other people who attend workshops. And if you said earlier, well, where else are we going in the future? I think we're going to get more, we're going to get better with our feedback, you know, asking for feedback, for surveys, because you say you don't take it personal, but you do. And you do want people to pay their hard-earned money to get value out of whatever it is you write or whatever it is you, you, you know, uh, put into video or, or online. And that's the key. The key is absolutely taking a person and doing something about it, which is you making the call. So yeah, and to be clear, no, I absolutely do keep, take it personally. I just, I, especially when it's public, though, I just try to ignore it the best I can because, or I mean, depending on if it's constructive or not. Uh, but I'm also very careful in how I word it, word my response because that could be complete. I, I just know how it comes off. Now, speaking of feedback, here's the thing. Here's my critique of Blab so far. Lots of people complaining about audio, either being not loud enough, whatnot. I'm getting JR breaking up on me regularly. Um, and I know some people have said, and some people saying audio is fine, but I've had people saying tell JR to speak up or, or get closer to the mic or whatever. Um, when it, for me, he sounds fine. And so if this were on, uh, you know, just us recording a, a typical pubcast, we I, we never have these these issues. So, you know, anyway, um, here's where I'm kind of distracted too with Blab. I'm completely distracted. Just so you know, I you know what I don't like? I don't like seeing 
this the all the comments because I keep looking at them. And I like them. What you were saying. I like them, but I feel like we're ignoring them. Right. That's what's <laughs> tough because I'm looking at them, then I'm ignoring you, yeah. and then I then I look at you, and I'm ignoring them. So it's like, who but there, do I there was there was a question earlier though that I thought was a good one. <laughs> let, me, let me go back. I like just ignore us. <laughs> but there was one about, you know, what, you know, what's the one biggest lesson that you learned uh, from when you started your business? Um, honestly, God, there, there's so many of them because I actually I had written them out preparing for this. But I think the biggest one is to not be scared to invest. Um, be, because ultimately, like when I went, look back at some of my biggest regrets, quote unquote regrets about, you know, getting started and some of it just had to do with confidence, but being scared to spend any money. And I understand that it's difficult. Like, look, where I was coming from at the time, um, you know, we were burning through money, uh, because I, I was a lone, um, you know, money generator within our house. That's, a, that's not even a phrase. But um, <laughs> my, my wife, you breadwinner. know, breadwinner. <laughs> my, my wife, though, uh, you know, it volunteers for her kids' schools and all this stuff. So I didn't, you know, necessarily want her going back to work if she didn't want to, but she didn't. And so I, instead of worrying about how am I going to make money, I worried about how to limit how much I was spending. So just the tiny little things like, and there's so many of them. I can't, I mean, I did not invest in, in graphics and logo and um, photography and uh, a premium theme, you'll remember, in the early going on my WordPress theme. JR was the one people who was like, dude, got to do something about that. So I think that was probably my biggest uh, takeaway is not just then, but like even looking back at my first year, I was, one of the things I was proud of at the time was how little I invested uh, com- compared to what I made, which in reality, if I would have invested more, I would have made way more if I would have invested properly. Yeah, I, I, I remember those days too. And I think the question that I that always comes to mind for me is, is where do I spend the money and why? Because I remember when we had the Infusionsoft spend to think about. And that was the most money that we'd ever looked at spending on a monthly basis. This wasn't a one-time thing. This was monthly basis. And once you connect the dots to the business that you want to have, which is that runs 10 times easier, 10 times more productive, we had to have a system. And that system didn't depend on you only. So you you remember that? You remember when we were looking at the Infusionsoft? Yeah, decision? yeah, that was that was stressful because like I remember reaching out to Infusionsoft because all I was looking for at the time was uh, an affiliate program where I could you know allow people to sell my stuff, which I I don't even do. But at the time I was looking into it and I knew that you could do it with it. But then that salesperson was just oh my god, it was like so stressful. She was trying to get me. She was like. I can't even believe I ended up with Infusionsoft. The way she treated me, that makes making me feel like a moron for not on the spot committing to three hundred some dollars a month when I was not used to spending that at all. Uh, so yeah. That, so 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 there's a little you know plug for Infusionsoft, I guess. But anyway, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't trying to plug them. Trust me. <laughs> no, that was a negative <laughs> plug from my side. Uh, get no plug. <laughs> but uh, so that was the first one. But yeah, and then, but now since then, 
you know, I, I'm spending that kind of money for Zendesk and for go go to webinar and I mean, there's a lot of investments like that. So, so but but there's a couple of things that come to mind to me now as I listen to you, and it's the question of how do I make that decision? And I remember some of this process and correct me if I'm wrong, but I know that when we were trying to figure this out, we were trying to figure out is, is it going to make things easier, better, and more effective? And is it going to give you more time back? And once we figured that out, we say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if we had question marks, you'd go get the question mark answered. Because I thought you asked a few people. I thought you reached out to a few people that were already on Infusionsoft that you knew. Didn't you Didn't you do that? Yeah, I think uh, um, Amy Porterfield, right, Mari, right. Smith, Mari Smith, I think at the time were both infusion soft that kind of they convinced me that that was probably a good idea and actually amy porterfield is also the reason why i ended up uh going from i think i started with uh mailchimp going to a weber and then she ended up going from a weber to infusion soft so i blame it all on her <laughs> yeah but that that would be a tip that i would tell people if you're apprehensive and john I don't want to just, I don't want to call you cheap in a way that's demeaning, but I think you're very frugal. And when you're trying to start off and starting off this business now versus three years ago, four years ago, technology is way cheaper. Yeah. And to be clear, yeah. I was really, really cheap originally. And I think, yeah. I think Lisa will tell you, I am not as cheap as I should be now, but I, I kind yeah. of enjoy that where I don't, I don't worry so much about what everything is costing when I experiment with it, you know? Okay, so so yours was spending money and where to spend money. Yeah. I'll tell you what, what mine is. Mine is learning how to delegate. That would be, I think, one of the biggest, I don't want to use the word pivot because it's not the right word, but that'd be uh, one of my biggest learnings over, over the years with you is figuring out how to get you comfortable because you were the ultimate technician. I mean, you, you still are. You still know the business inside and out from spreadsheets to you know, logins and everything else, you, you know it. You know how to, you spend lots of nights debugging things. And while there's value to it, it's a lot of stress too. So over the years, I've watched you figure out how to be more comfortable. And I think that ties right back to spend again. When we spent on our first shoot, I wouldn't call it a virtual assistant. Was the, was the first spin a virtual assistant kind of that we needed I'm trying to think if the graphic designer was first or uh, our, my, first. My, my first spend. Yeah. Um, people spend. Oh, the first one was, was Dan who's listening right now to edit this. Well, he won't be listening uh -huh. now, but when he edits it, he'll be listening for the podcast. Okay. So I think he was my first uh, people spend. And, but that was because you didn't know how to do that, right? No, I did. I, I knew how to do it. I was just trying to save some of my time at, at that point. Okay. And, and that, that's something for people that are trying to figure out, should they get some extra help? I, I've said this tip all along the way of this love, like, and hate. And I just believe that how I delegate is if I love something and I'm great at it, I'm going to keep doing that. If I like it and I'm okay at it, I, I may do it yeah. or I may delegate it. And if I hate it, I'm delegating it. So for you, the, the editing, was that something... That's not something you love, was it? No, no. And I, I honestly, right. and it wasn't necessarily something I was great at either. And and Dan 
had reached out at the time, you know, looking for ways to help. Um, and I didn't know how I was going to use him at the time, but it turns out he's this musician. So he's really smart with audio. And uh, so that was, you know, where we started, which he, he ended up, that's all, he, that's all he's done for me. But, but he's done it for like three years uh, editing these podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I'm trying to think of like our technology. We, we brought some technology experts in to help stack the software. There's different softwares that we're going to use for the membership software and all of that. So I think part of this journey that we've been on, it is about what you love and what you can do, but it's also the expertise that you know you're not the best at and, and uh, hiring that in too. So, so hey, that, that's, my, that's mine. Here's a quick break. What, that, what in the world is this? I don't know what that is. Is that touchdown? We're talking about for this. Is it claps? I, think I don't so. know. What I, that I think they're giving us five. So. Oh, props. But I'm, props. I've got way more than you, so so I just want to make sure it's clear. <laughs> Let's see. You do that, and then you have a whole group of people that do it. Just oh no! I'm giving you <laughs> right. one. Right, just because. That's so. mean. Now, so so there's a second thing. Um, let's see. I, what about you as a person? Because I think the entrepreneur, I absolutely believe that every entrepreneur is crazy. I do. I believe crazy is absolutely a characteristic. You have to be crazy to go out there and try something brand new and follow your passion and embrace your craziness. Because I know I know the family thought you were crazy, meaning leave, leave the NBA, leave, uh, well, some were for, some were, were options, but going to be an entrepreneur versus uh you know having a, a predictable check it, which, it, yeah. i think i think you should look at that one question we just got in what? Sh- should you actually you follow your passion oh my gosh yes you should i i absolutely believe you should follow your passion because i think i got bored at all the companies i've been at and for those who don't know i've been at like 12 companies and the 20 year career that I had in financial services, healthcare, and telecom, I got bored lightning fast, year and a half, two years in, Same each place, each place. And while I thought that it was, I, it, I was following my passion, I was following what I was brainwashed to believe, which was be a VP of marketing, be a chief marketing officer, be a CEO, just because that's what I went to grad school for. I didn't realize what my passion on truly helping people and having people feel like they're they're valued and they matter is is what keeps me energized. So yeah, for me, I think you you have to have the courage and commitment to follow your passion for sure. What about you? What well, do you think, John? Do you I don't know why. Yeah, look, my entire life was up until this point was trying to get away from the things that were draining on me that weren't my passion that were just like, I don't, I'm tired of spending all this time on the road, you know, whether it's through commute, I'm tired working for the man and answering to somebody who I, who, you know, I don't know say I don't like, cause a lot of times I liked my, my bosses, but, or, or doing something I'm not passionate about, or maybe I don't care about. Don't get me wrong. I did stuff I really, really liked too. Like I worked for the NBA and I worked for American Cancer Society and those things were passions. But 
you know, I, I think ultimately where you get your most motivation is when you're actually doing something you're passionate about. That's what that's what I'm getting at. Where are we at a crossroads with this business? And that I enjoy. I think where my passion is, I my passion is helping people. So I enjoy helping people with uh, Facebook, Facebook marketing, Facebook ads, so they can get better at it. But it's a tool for me. My passion isn't for Facebook ads and Facebook marketing. Now, I would like to use those things um, to further my passions. So we can do both of them at the same time. But uh, I think absolutely you're, you're going to live somewhat unfulfilled, in my opinion. At least that's the way I feel about my own life. Unless um, you're following a passion in some way. I, I, saw, I saw the question go by, and I'm not going to touch my computer because I'm afraid I might do something. So I'm not going to scan back to the question. But I could have sworn I saw somebody kind of ask this Oh, so how can I follow my passion and monetize it? And I think that's, that's where you're at now, John, is that, that you have a passion for, for baseball. And you have a passion for sports. You have a passion for gaming. Well, uh, I see you, you supposedly keep every year and your are validated. That. I mean, you're just telling me that. But, but yeah, following your passion and figuring out how to I guess for us, I would have never imagined the new money that's being made, like in the peer-to-peer model. Like I would have never thought that the power was but your passion was followed by you writing about the topic of Facebook. And I think it's going to be the same way with baseball. Or you write about it, it's going to lead into something. Uh, you can pl- you you just, I just got like the whole uh, Facebook uh, uh, profile no picture from you and you just completely cut out on me so I don't know how you you are for everybody else. See, this is again technology, man. This is one of those issues. Um, I'm having a problem with Blab. It seems like some people have an issue and some people don't. I like how there's a whole conversation going on on the side that we aren't involved in. Oh, we've got a question coming in. Uh, so, uh, Jeff, since now that I'm waiting for John to get back in here, uh, question from Jeff. Given new power editor on Facebook and new AdWords PPC post alphabet, what is currently your opinion a most cost-effective ad spend? Now, I'll say it all day long is that Targeting your website visitors is going to be most cost effective. So I'm not a big Google ads guy in the first place. But um, so I'm not going to claim to be an expert there. But I just know that targeting my website visitors is incredibly effective and it's cheap. And it makes sense why. These are people actually want to hear. They've heard from you before. They know who you are. They're, They're familiar with you. So, JR, your streaming is broken, and we are live. You're killing me. I, I see myself, and I hear myself, I, and I hear you. I, so hear, I, don't, I, I hear you. Oh, there you are. There you are. Yeah, I'm still here. You're not here, though. I'm here. I'm here. All right, so where, where, is, where does that take us? I don't know where it takes us. I just know that I think part of, part of the, the whole journey that we've 
that people go through when they're starting businesses and they get to your one, two, three, and four is getting the practice of, of taking a look at where you are in the moment and, and being grateful for whatever progress there is. Because I know for me, when I lose interest in my jobs or interest in any business deals I'm in, it's because I'm not in the practice of knowing what the small wins are. Yeah. Like even for us, I'm I'm a little annoyed that that uh, we're not at the number that I thought we should be at for Power Hitters Club. Why am I annoyed? Because I'm just making a number up. Who cares? We're helping 300 and I don't know what the latest is. 370 or something. Yeah. But but we're helping that many people. But I'd rather choose on the fact that we're not at this number of 400. So it's where you set your mind to and i think you know for all entrepreneurs focus focus on those small wins and where you are that day and i have an app called win streak and i I don't like promoting stuff because there's no real other than just helping people it's a free app called win streak and at the end of each day it just asks you hey what were your wins for the day so i put in the wins for the day and that's it and it's just an app to, to make me remember like wow this is what the win was like today. It, this blab, it was a win because I know that there were people on here that listen that, that might get a new idea that might do something with it. I'm still Can pissed off by, by the technology issues with it, though. I know. I was about to say the same thing. I I, I can choose the. And you just cut out to me like crazy. And I, am I cutting out again? Yeah, at least on me. But I don't know if it is for everybody else. By the way, I, I think uh, Scarlett has a good point. Once you start tying in money to something that's your passion, it becomes an obligation rather than a joy. Oh, that that is really good because <laughs> I, I'll tell I tell you this: it's not it's not the I don't know if it's the money aspect of it or if it's the achievement because I don't think money is truly the achievement, but it becomes the achievement. And then you're like, okay, well. Let's make more. Let's make more. Let's make more. And when is it enough? You you don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's also why I think that for me, whether it's uh, our main business, you know, the johnlumber.com or this baseball thing, my goal is not entirely monetary. Like, I don't feel like I need to make millions of dollars. I need to make whatever's enough to pay the bills and to live the life that, you know, we want to live, you know, so I can do all these things I said I want to do, like to, to coach my kids' baseball teams and all that kind of stuff and have the flexibility. Okay, I, I have, I have a, a pivot here because Tyler brought up a question of can you let people join the Blab team? Does so that mean can you offer Tyler a seat right now? I don't know what I he's asking. He what are you asking? Yes, he is. I think he is asking to, to – be a seat member. I want to see this. I want to see a third person on this. And I think that's what he's asking right now. The only, uh, hold on. So Tyler, are you going to, are you going to try to get in here? What are you doing? Yes. Let's see. <laughs> we got, we got sure. all kinds of people. Wait, here. wait, wait. He says, sure. That is one of my, that's one of those words that I'm like, oh, it's such annoying. Cause that doesn't really mean you want it. I'm first of all, accepting Blake just cause I like Blake. is as bad as ours and hey uh, jameson what's up john how you doing so good man so this is your first i just saw, I saw a seat open up and i'm like oh, i might as well just click that button it says join 
That's cool. So uh, for anyone who doesn't know Blake, I mean, you were one of my early, early podcast, pubcast uh, guests. And you've also written on the site uh, long ago. It's been a while, though. It has been a while. So what's happening Maybe with Blake? Deep. What's Blake up to? Dude, I just moved uh, back to L.A. Nice. I'm actually, so I'm in this uh, office, a little office of a company called Vitamin. It's uh, social media analytics, kind of SaaS and agency style stuff. So a friend of mine, uh, Hank, runs it. And I said, uh, you know, I left my company at Post by World and wanted to get back to L.A. but didn't really have uh, the finances or, or the means or all, everything that I needed because I'm kind of I bought a house in Arizona and, and got a lot of things to take care of financially. So I just kind of told him where I'm at. And he's like, dude, just come crash uh, crash here for a month and, and lay down some roots in L.A. again. So here I am. So I'm uh, trading uh, some of my brain for some office space and a, and a studio. It's got the studio apartment attached, which is cool. That's awesome. And you're one of the... The ultimate, and I'm trying to accept Tyler, by the way, but it's not its not allowing me to accept you, Tyler. I don't know why. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, you're like the ultimate uh, uh, entrepreneur in that you're, you're a surfer. So you're like, you're, you know what's important in life, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and this time, I think the big difference, uh, so when I, I guess when I first met you uh, in New York at the Facebook conference, I had just actually left Pool Supply World at that time too to try and kind of like kickstart my social media career and actually like get clients and stuff. Uh, and this time around, I'm, I'm taking it a totally different direction. It's totally for like that lifestyle balance and doing the things you love um, because I don't want to get tied down to, to clients per se. Uh, I, I am doing like some advising and stuff and, and am still working with a few companies, but it's a lot different approach so that I can kind of build a lifestyle that's sustainable for me, that's enjoyable and still, you know, like you said, like I don't need to make a million dollars, but if I have enough money to, to survive and to surf and live the lifestyle I want, then that's really all I need. Exactly. Exactly. Now, Vincenzo. What's up, John? You're here to tell everybody what a great fantasy football player I am. I'm, I am here to to officially uh, let everybody know that that John Loomer beat me in the championship game last year, but I think it was fixed because I don't think he even checked his team for the entire season. No, I checked it. I checked it. I just don't like accepting your terrible trade offers. You know, that's all. That's yeah, that's going on. So what, this is this pop, pubcast is great. You made me crack a beer before five o'clock. What are you drinking? Well, I was drinking a local brew. I already finished it. Oh, okay. And then I came down to my office and I said, "Let me try and jump in." But um, hey, this is great. I love your user. So how do you like it so far? Lab. It's all right. I mean, like I said, and first of all, great customer service from the Blab team because I was talking about my issues, my technical issues, and we had the same issues with the uh, um, the lottery draft, lottery the other day for our draft, um, where it's cut down is just annoying. And I'm just on the side that at help, I believe that's someone from actually, actually from Blab. That's actually Brittany from Blab. Yeah, Brittany Metz. That's pretty awesome. Don't saying that they're working on it and this and that. So that's very cool. I think you actually have like half the team in here right now, John. You have Victor in here, who's one of the uh, UI guys. You have. I'm not that uh, important, you actually, guys. You can, you can, you guys. You actually have the CEO in here too. So I'm, I'm gonna leave if you let Sean in. Sean VP in. Sean VP he is the CEO. Yeah, let him in because he'll he'll school you on everything else. Blab, but uh, I just want to say hi and that I'm going to avenge my my loss. No, we let's get rid of him. Yeah, we don't need him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, hey, Blake, hey, Blake it, now I'm yeah. in San Diego, so if you end up coming down here at all. Cool, cool, yeah. Um, yeah, I have a good friend in San Diego. Uh, she runs uh, influences.com, uh, and I'd, I'd love to come down and catch up with her. So, so we got Sean BP. Hey, guys, I heard you're, heard you're having just a seamless experience here. Not completely <laughs> seamless, but, uh, you know, not that we expect a perfect you know, perfect technology or anything. But uh, so maybe you can provide some insight on, on what we're seeing, because uh, it seems like some people will will have issues while others don't. I mean, what, what's what's the story? Yeah, well, it's it's based on just prejudice, honestly. So we for certain people. Then why am I getting all these problems? Uh, no, no, we, we it's reverse racism. Only white guys get get the issues. No, uh, that is so fair, though. I'll take that. Yeah. Now we, we we're working on it, right? You see the little tiny little beta tag in the top yeah, yeah, left, yeah. and that's because we're, we're still sorting out uh, how we want to do things. So that not only just the like the audio video, right? That's that's usually honestly like almost ninety percent of the time is the person's Wi-Fi connection. Yeah. And so we're sitting here dying, but there's nothing we can do if you're you know if you're you're at home connection, we'll go up and down even. No, so that's true. You'll be stable for a while. It'll change. But uh, for us, we're most worried just about uh, the content. Like, do people get it? Do people realize it? you know what they can do on here how they can make it their own so i was excited to see you guys on here doing the, doing the podcast and uh just generally having that vibe of, of of you know two guys shooting the shit talking about business talking about fantasy football talking talking about life um while other people have that opportunity to be a fly on the wall and tune in and, and kind of add commentary here from the peanut gallery and sean you just killed our clean rating for the podcast man what the hell that's good <laughs> i didn't know we had not clean rating in the podcast is there? i don't know i don't know but no, it's uh, yeah, no, it's definitely, it's interesting, and, and like we've been talking about, I mean, I like the uh, the more casual approach that, that this is, as opposed to the uh, you know the prepared and edited video, which I'm just really uncomfortable with. So I've you know I have been interested and curious about things like Meerkat and Periscope and and now this. Um, it's just well, I was telling guys. I, I, I saw this one uh, this one Periscope where this guy was like, all right, I'm, hey, guys, let you in behind the scenes. I'm recording for my YouTube channel. And so, you know, he had people who follow him on YouTube show up. And so he's talking just kind of off the cuff, very candidly, authentically to the audience. And it was great. He's answering questions and just being himself. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to record for YouTube. Hold on one second. And he pushed the button. And then he literally goes, he's like, hey, everyone, good to see you here. I want to give you three quick tips, three tips that will light up your day. All right? You with me? Say you're with me. And I was like, what the hell? I was like, I was like, this is the different, same guy, same room, yeah. like literally looking at the same device. And he changed character because the idea of record, rehearse, upload, and then I don't know who's, who's viewing it. They're just all numbers to me, right? Each view count is just another number. I don't know yeah. who they are. I have no connection with them. It's so different than the kind of the, what I like, which is more of the informal, the off the cuff, the you know the casual, um, casual talk where it's it's authentic. It's definitely like rambling, right? It's going to be random, but you still got you know 130 people in this room here, and we're totally off topic now. But um, it works because people get addicted to that kind of voyeuristic aspect of it. And so, you know, when you guys first came on, I was thinking to myself, these guys are great because I saw you know the vibe and the camaraderie, the chemistry you guys have. But you guys sounded so tired. You were like, oh, man, so many so many tools, so many apps. And I was like, oh, that's a shame. These guys are, like, beaten down by technology. It's true. And age. And, and age. age. Beaten down by age and technology. Yeah. But, no, it's um, it's interesting. And, and one of the issues, by the way, like, I've been trying to edit the uh, the title. Every time I start editing, it, it – 
flips back to where it was, like in the middle of me trying to editing it. Edit it. Interesting. Just a heads up. Since you're okay, here. We'll, we'll that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, this is, it's funny that you say that, though, about that guy with the, the, who recorded on YouTube. Because I kind of did that, too. With, with the, it's like, okay, I'm going to start recording the pubcast as well. Like, hey, everybody, Johnny from JohnLumber.com. Which, I, you know, it's kind of the way I started. But, you know, we ended up kind of casual at the end. But Yeah, no, I mean, I mean bo- both are cool. But it's just no, it's not. It's not. It's not that cool. <laughs> so, but, but, but I do have a, a question. On the idea, of what is it that you want Blab to be dependent upon for people to use it? Because that's what I'm, I'm always interested on in the job that people hire things to do. But what is what is it you want them to depend on Blab for? Well, first of all, I like that you said that. You know, what 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 will people hire Blab to do for them, right? And I think that the answer is is pretty simple. So so I I don't know about you guys, but I'm like overly passionate like about five things, right? So I. If you're talking to me about poker, about sports, about startups, about right for these things, I have infinite time and energy to talk about it. I'm a junkie for it. And so what I see is like on media, you know, you look at TV. I can't turn on the TV and watch about what's look at what's going on in the world of startups. There's just not a channel for it. Right. They could never produce content for it because it's too expensive. Um, And so. Sorry, Blake, I'm getting a little noise from me in the background there. If you want to hit, you can hit mute on the bottom left uh, so you're not picking up that noise. Um, But like I was saying, when people have these passions, and for you guys, maybe it's beer or maybe it's fantasy football, maybe it's whatever, mainstream media, by definition, cannot cover it, right? It's too expensive for them to do it. It's not a big enough audience. So what I like is, can Blab be the place you go to talk about the things that you really love, even if it's not everybody else in the world who loves it and wants to talk about it right now or for an hour, uh, maybe you want to talk about it for an hour or you want to listen to two super fans talk about the latest TV show that just, you know, that episode of Game of Thrones that just happened. Where are you going to go for that fix, right? Where are you going to go to talk about or hear about the stuff that you're really, really into? Maybe, you know, there's blabs about uh, content marketing and people sit there and they talk about content marketing all day. There's blabs about fantasy football. There's blabs about yoga there's blabs where people are giving interactive coach, you know, coaches are giving advice to people. Like a, there's a guy this morning, Michael Morelli, he's like a big trainer on Instagram and he's got a million followers. And what he does is he does blabs and people come in and they just check in with, you know, their nutrition or their, uh, their training program. He just gives them kind of quick advice and they get access to somebody who they previously didn't have access to. So for me, it's all about you getting content for the things that you're passionate about. And then secondly, um, access, like raw access, where you're actually interacting with people or, you know, even here in the chat, I'm reading what people are saying because there's no wall between us. And so when you break down those walls, I'm curious to see what talented people like yourselves actually do with a tool like that, right? Because the tool is just a tool. It's what people do with it. That's interesting to me. Yeah. Any thought? I like hearing that because I know for us with John Loomer's followers, Blake, you're out of here. Sorry, we got we got rid of Blake. So, but but with, with our with our followers, John Loomer, it's like, how do we feel more connected than a Facebook group? Like just words, like the video alone and the the sound of someone's voice, that's connection. It's not typing only. Right. So, I, the job that I'm hiring Blab to do, which I'm making this up right now on the spot, is for Blab to make me feel a deeper connection to our community. And right. listening, viewing, typing, that's the new connection, not just right. typing. So let's, and- let's do a quick poll here with the audience. So for those of you who tuned into this, 
uh, for, first question I have is, is um, how many of you feel more kind of more connected or you feel like you like, you know, both of our Johns here, two different spellings of Johns. Who here feels like they, they got more connection with you guys in this one blab than you had from all the other content that you had consumed from them in the past? Maybe it's Facebook posts or it's a podcast. Or do you actually dislike us more now? Just say yes. <laughs> See, well, the I truth comes out either way. <laughs> We got definitely, absolutely. That's yes, that's that's to my question, I think. Actually, yes. <laughs> love you more. Yes, yes, yes. Right for yeah. sure. Way more on the like, right? Because look, I didn't even know you guys. I'd never heard of you before. There, somebody just told me, "Hey, there's some dudes with like 150 people on their blabs. So check it out." Um, and when I came in, there's this instant likability because a, I don't feel like you're selling to me because I I'm actually watching your friendship, right? You guys are just casually hanging out, so I get to see you in your raw element. And two. Video audio is pretty rich, even with you know whatever connections issue we may have had. That's in two minutes, I can get a feel for you for who you actually are, and I think that's the that's the part that's uh, lacking in some other some other platforms that we, we used to rely on. Yeah, and you know one of the questions I saw come up was about integration, and I mean we were kind of getting at this early, Jr. and I, about um, is it a tool, is it a social network, you know what is it, how are you going to use it? So what are the benefits for me? for trying to use Facebook Live, which I've had some of the same technical issues there, is the autoplay video. Now, I don't, I can't imagine you guys would ever have that type of integration, but is there any possibility of integration with Facebook or Twitter or something like that? What we wanna do is make this thing as portable as you can, right? So, so after this blab is done, you're gonna get an email with the raw audio, the raw video, so you can edit that, put it wherever you want. You're also going to just get an embed code so that you can put this on your 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 blog, your site, WordPress, Tumblr, Medium, wherever the heck you, wherever you live online, you should be able to put this Blab. And you should be able to put it not only after the fact, but even live when you're streaming. People shouldn't have to come to Blab to consume this. You can put the embed right on your right on your site, right? So uh, Facebook, unfortunately, doesn't let you, you know, it's not quite as nice. You're only going to be able to post a video afterwards. Uh, not like kind of live auto-playing stuff. Yeah. But honestly, that's for good reason. Like as a Facebook user or a Twitter user, like I don't want everybody auto-playing videos on me. <laughs> yeah, I will say though, if, if if my options are using Facebook Live or Periscope, which are very similar. Um, so am, am I either going to share a link to my current live video that's on Periscope or am I going to start a Facebook Live that immediately starts auto-playing in, in the news feeds of, of my fans and I can even promote that with an ad and it's like it's engaging and it's happening right now so I will say that there's definitely an advantage when it comes to engagement and getting people pulled in uh, to actually having that autoplay as opposed to just hey here's a link to it yeah no I mean to each their own right and I, and I think that's the that's the way this will play out if you've got a big Facebook audience then you should really be building things that the Facebook audience is comfortable with and they really like Whereas for me, I live on Twitter. I don't even use Facebook for any, any kind of business stuff. Uh, so for me, Twitter's where I, where I live. I, you know, people ask to email me and I just say DM me, right? There's no better way to, to contact me and reach me than Twitter. Um, and so I think each person will find what really works for them. And the good thing is there's lots of tools out there. So um, so, so people will find what works, what, what works for them, right? What, as John said, what they should hire. Absolutely. Well, I laugh because because Twitter. We were talking about this before you joined, or maybe we were talking about this earlier, John. That we were like, "Oh, Twitter's just." I don't use it anymore. John, I, I use it. I use, I use Twitter. Yeah. yeah. So I gotta I gotta get with the times pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been on Twitter since 2009. It's just that um, I think a, 
from the sounds of it, Twitter's starting to take a downturn and getting a little desperate. But other than that, I still love Twitter. There are things I can use do on Twitter. I use it for much different purposes than what I use Facebook, basically. So, so, John, speaking of getting with the times, what is it? What are those things behind you? Is that like a, a bunch of tweets that they print out and they they, they dine together or something? What is that? <laughs> See, I, I am I am trying to keep hope alive with keeping printed materials behind me. I love books. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do like books. So, yeah, those are books. <laughs> All right. Well, Sean, yeah, thanks for, for coming on with us. J- JR, you got anything else we need to talk about here? No, but you know what, Sean? I I am going to hire Blab to keep me encouraged and inspire through this startup uh, stage that, that not only John is in, but I'm involved in a lot of startups and a lot of deals as well. And I find the content very tough to – to sort through because everybody thinks that they have an opinion about how to start something because they started something. And I'd rather just have a real, a real time conversation about what I'm going through today, not, you know, what I accomplished 10 years ago or what you accomplished 10 years ago. So I like the real time aspect of, of this content that could be out there. So I'm going to look to you coming up to tap into some groups and things like that. That's cool. I mean, it's a pretty democratic process, right? Like, I sent a team, I sent our team a picture of uh, CNN where they have all the talking heads, right? And I just said, why should they have all the fun? Because for me, I was like, you know, not only do I have opinions, but but the idea that uh, top down, you know, a network should choose, you know, professionals to produce this content, and they can talk about it for five minute segments or thirty minute shows once a week. That just doesn't seem that seems way too controlled and the internet is really good at breaking anything that's top down controlled. And so just like blogging was really, really disruptive to journalism, I see basically Blab doing the same thing to traditional TV media where you see on ESPN you get the talking heads or CNN or CNBC or whatever it is. I want the best content to rise up through, you know, there might be a guy in Germany who's got great thoughts or Ian, Ian where are you coming in from today? I'm coming in from Dublin. How are you guys? How are you doing? Hey, How's it going, Ian? Hey, Sean. And, and Ian, I know that you have had some blabs recently. So yeah, how so are you using it? And I, actually, I shared your post about how to use blab today, which JR oh, should thank read. You very much. Yeah, thank you very much. yeah I, I do love blab. And I love it from what John, other John is saying about getting that connection with the audience. So I think, you know, I write a good bit of content. But with the content, you don't get your full personality across. So when you're live in video, people see you as you are. And just one other point Tyler made about uh, Twitter, you know, I do think as well, you know, that Blab is going to resurrect Twitter because you can see the amount of conversation even from here, it's generating on Twitter. So Twitter's going to grow as a platform because of Blab and because of Periscope and stuff. But yeah, I, I just see huge potential. So I'm totally addicted. I was just wondering about my followers because I know how many I had before this. I can't wait to see what happens after because I didn't, I didn't ever register to me. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, Sean, how's, how are those two connected? Because uh, I immediately had followers when I came on to Blab, and I think I registered via my Twitter account. So is just anyone who is registered via Blab and my Twitter followers became my followers on Blab? Yeah, yeah. so pe- people who, who you were already connected with on Twitter who were on Blab, they, we auto-connect. Uh, and then for most people, like if I just click you know, your, your profile right here, it says find me on, and there's a little Twitter bird. So what happens is, what you know things spark here on blab and then connections are made on twitter and then people start doing business together we've had bands be formed based off of you know blab connections that were made and they did an open mic here and then they actually started 
playing gigs in the real world somewhere. So we really want people to not just, you know, it's not all about blab for us. We want it to, we want that conversation to extend. We want you to connect on Twitter, talk on Twitter um, and, t- and take it elsewhere as well. So um, we're very much kind of uh, sisters or, you know, side by side with Twitter in the sense of we like that people tweet out when good content's happening because that's how more people discover you guys. So I'm curious, again, quick poll from the crowd. Uh, just type the number one if you did not know uh, either of these Johns before this blab. I'm just curious how, how many new people came in. Wow. Those are all middle finger middle fingers to me. <laughs> uh, it, <laughs> That's interesting. Huh? So I'm also curious. Um, so it goes that way if you once you uh, register for Blab. But once those people, if someone follows me on Blab that doesn't follow me on Twitter, it doesn't go the other way where they follow me on Twitter, right? No. Yeah, I assume um, as much. But but the, the, like all these ones that you're seeing, that's part of the strategy. You guys called it a tool, and we have we have a our, our business plan is like ridiculously simple. It's like one index card, and it just says the tool and the pool. And the tool is what you guys are using. This shit just has to work, right? It has to just be intuitive and it have to have all the features you need. Um, but the pool is the most important part, right? That's what I, I thought podcasting, this is where I think podcasters would benefit from using Blab. Not because it's just a place to record your podcast, but because for most people, they have no audience. And like blogging, typically people do it on their own island. They start their podcast and then they hope and pray for Apple to feature them. And like that just does not seem like a good strategy. Yeah. And so <laughs> what I want is... If you like John and John's talking about, you know, what, I don't know, whatever your stick is, right? Maybe mine's startups. And if I talk about startups and I bring my, let's say, 300 followers to the platform, I'm actually going to pool them with Ian's followers who also actually like startups. And they'll discover Ian because we're on the same channel. We're on the same feed. Or maybe we're even in the same blab side by side. So we're actually going to be pooling our followers together and growing our audiences. Whereas if I go start a WordPress blog or I go start a podcast, it's just going to live on my domain, you know, seanpuri.com, where I get a grand total of 60 visitors a day, and that does me no good. Right. But I have, I have to say something here because, John, had, we've had people who wanted to collaborate with John, and they're like, hey, let's collaborate together and give us your email list. Give right. us your email list, and we'll collaborate with your email list, and we'll have a big email list. We're like, there's no way we're going to share our email list because we don't know how they're going to market or whatever. But I like this concept of pooling without feeling that vulnerability of, are you going to market to my people and tick them off? So I, I, the word pool just stands out to me so much. Come here, I have a quest, question yeah, for Sean. Just Sean, when people say, oh, we're gonna use this as the new webinar platform, do you cringe or do you think that's a good opportunity? You cringe. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I think, so, so, so here's the thing, right? I think the, the intent behind a webinar is great. I like learning. I'm a learning junkie. I listen to TED Talks while I fall asleep, right? Like I want more information, more inspiration. But the way webinars are traditionally done are so boring to me and so static and so stiff and often are just used to generate email lists for leads that I don't want to associate ourselves with that. I want to provide the same end benefit of learning, of connection, of inspiration, but I want to do it in the new way. I just don't think that uh, so that's why I cringe at the word webinar, but I actually think what we're going to do is we're going to accomplish that goal without having, without doing something that's kind of hasn't changed in 10, 15 years. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. Yeah. I have a really hard time. Like I'm, I'm looking at all these comments on the side and trying to listen to, to you guys. It's, you know, it's tough. 
I just have one eye that looks at the chat and one eye that looks at you guys. Uh, John, I done I done a blab the other day with Mark Schaefer and I had my business partner and wife Colette on and she done moderation, and that really helped because we locked the seat. I chatted to Mark, we had a great conversation, and then Colette jumped in every so often and say, "Hey, I've got five questions." So then you can sort of ignore it, but then still get all the feedback. You know, I think that works better. That makes sense. So what did you guys do? What, what did you and Mark do? Uh, we were just, ch- I was chatting about Mark's book. So it was just about content code and all the different structure about it. And of course, I was bringing up all the, some of the techie stuff, but it was just a conversation about it. But we had a good laugh because we we're friends and stuff. And we go drinking together when we meet up. So there was a lot of laughter, a lot of slagging and some useful information as well. And then we brought in people all the time. And I just said, you, you can come in for a question, then you have to go. Because sometimes people can spend too long. Like, I'm going to move soon. But I'm curious. I'm curious. How, so how did you promote it? Uh, I just created an image. I put it on Facebook uh, and uh, just shared it on Twitter a few times. That was all. So I think we had the, at most it was about 75 on it at a time. Uh, so, I mean, I didn't promote to the email list, um, so, but... How, how'd you them. find out about mine? Uh, I found out about mine, yours, because my wife said, hey, John Loomer's on. <laughs> so, my wife is not, not or normally into this stuff, yeah. has been getting hooked on Blab, so that's her found out. But when you go uh, open the, uh, the launch page with a tag social media, you probably appeared near the top tag social media, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, and also, so I basically what I did is I emailed my list like right before I hopped on. Yeah. And, and also, how many how many people was that, John? You emailed how many? Because I, I want Sean to hear this. Ninety three people, isn't it? Ninety two thousand people. And then ninety two thousand people he emailed to say we were going to get. On and then, uh, but also my Facebook page, which is another you know ninety seven thousand. But uh, obviously, not everybody opens or sees it all that stuff from from either place. So, uh, and, and I did promote it on Twitter as well. Um, so it was interesting to see who would jump, jump on me. A lot of people probably like, what the hell is Blab? Because that's, you know, even the, the people who are hip to what's happening, you know, this is still new technology, man. And I'm sure lots of people are going to be, uh, you know, you've had 951 people roll through here. And I think lots of people will view the replay because email uh, is not an immediate platform. Like no. texting is more immediate than email, yeah. and, and in the same way, uh, like that's why we choose face, uh, Twitter over like Facebook, for example. People check Facebook in a different way, where Twitter is meant to be real time. It's meant to be kind of what's happening now. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump out. Let somebody else in. I was gonna another question for you though, Ian. I'm going. I'm gonna wait then. All right. So, so what did you do after you recorded these things? So did you embed it on your site, or what were you doing with it? No, I mean, the recording is available. So I, I get the recording. I haven't done anything with it. Uh, and, and the recording is available online. So people naturally go and look at it uh, on Blab and, and view it there. So I think actually it wasn't it. Who was it? The Joel Kahn was showing. He had it embedded on his site. Uh, was it, it was, I think it was real time, wasn't it? Is that available now, Sean? What's that? Sorry. Can you embed real time? So can you embed a live stream on your site? So we're not we're not fully done with that feature, but Joel figured out how to do it anyway. So <laughs> he, he kind of did so, it faster than we were ready. So John will probably want to embed a live stream as a Facebook app within his page. Maybe. I'd I'd rather just uh, post the auto live stream into the the news feeds of the. 
of my yeah. family. I think I want to do the yeah. pubcast on this. I, I want to start doing the pubcast on this because I don't know if there's any violations of drinking on video or anything that we're doing. <laughs> Actually, it's encouraged. I'm it's at a bar. Yeah. This is in our office. This is a bar. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Sean, we, we may be inviting you to the next pubcast, and you're going to have to crack a brew with us. And we'll, and we'll probably talk about your your startup experience, too. JR is getting too close to me, by the way. So everybody. We, we always have these two, two beers on tap. You. So there's two local San Francisco beers on tap always for us. I'll, I'll crack one open. Awesome. Cool. So yeah, this has ended up going way beyond what I expected. I don't even care. I'll keep. I'll keep talking though. But what, what else well, we got, Jerry? This is a dick. This is addicting to me because yeah. I'm sitting there thinking Look, every person I see on the side, I think it's somebody that can be helped or somebody that matters. Somebody has a voice. So it's like every question, I'm like, oh gosh, I could. We could talk about that. We could talk about that. We could talk about that. So this this is exactly yeah. the why I was hesitant to talk about Blab first because we now we look like old stupid guys like the way we were talking about <laughs> yeah. it in the very beginning because no, that's before and after i love it yeah, yeah. i mean I, i'm still look i think this is part of the problem though with us as marketers and in the industry is that i never 100 percent trust people and what they're saying is, is like they're they're okay where they're just trying to push the next thing or they're trying to look like that you know they're on to the next big hot you know whatever hot software you know whatever platform whatever it is uh, or they've got some monetary motivation behind it, you know. So when everybody's been pushing blab lately, I've been like, eh, you know, whatever. So yeah, well, Tyler, Tyler was the first one that I saw, and so I don't Tyler's trust Tyler. Tyler's, Tyler's an asshole. And I don't trust Tyler. Nobody trusts Tyler. Tyler. Don't trust Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Tyler's still here. Hey, Tyler. John, John yeah. can you ban Tyler? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But, but you know what, though, John, what, what I'm still enjoying about it, because as long as you keep staying on this, your authenticity has to come out. You cannot fake being in a character that long. I, I don't think you can. So that's why hey, I do like Ian's fake. Ian's life. fake being Irish this long. So you can do exactly. anything. This, I have to give up this top of the morning to you. I'm sick of the accent. You know, I'm living in New York. I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, can you give can you give us a New York accent? Can you do it? Oh God, no! No, I can't. I can't even do it. See, now. you're still I'm carrying this this lie. You wanted to yeah. speak Irish for so long, you know. Hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. Where, where did where did the idea for Blab come up? Uh, this is kind of a funny story, actually. So, so we. It better we, be funny now. You just said it was funny. So. Yeah. Hey, here's the trick. If you just say that before any story, people <laughs> think it's funny. No, so, so we we actually were a company called Bebo. I don't know if you ever heard yeah, of Bebo yeah. before. Yeah. Bebo and yeah. Bebo and its own right has a funny story where it was a social network that was big, like MySpace. Uh, it was sold to AOL by like kind of our our co-founder, essentially our, our investor. So we sold it to AOL for fifty million. Yeah, just a, just a cool eight fifty million, and then uh, six years later, we actually bought it back for one million. So last year, we bought it back, <laughs> and we were hyping it up. We're like, we're going to reinvent Bebo. It's going to be awesome. Um, we didn't know what the hell we were going to do with it. We just bought it back thinking we could do something with this brand. So we came up with an idea. We launched it um, maybe six months ago or eight months ago now. And uh, off the bat, it looked like it was going great. So we had about half a million users in the first month and a half. So it was like people were sharing it. They were, they were downloading it. The, the buzz was there. Uh, but, you know, 
whenever you're like in charge of the thing or you're, you know, if it's your business, you know, before anyone else when it's not going to work. Mm. And so we realized very quickly, like, oh shit, this is not going to work. The, the addictiveness wasn't there. The novelty was there, but not the addictiveness. It wasn't actually adding value to anyone. And so when we, we kind of hit that moment two months in and we were like, look, we can either keep doing this, but when we already know, why don't we actually take our team who I really, really like, let's come up with something new. And so uh, we, we didn't want a plan B. We needed a new plan A altogether. So we stopped working on Bebo, the thing we had paid a million bucks to reacquire. Uh, and we kind of, in secrecy, came up, tried to come up with a new idea. So the way we did it was we kicked out all of the young people in our office who were ah. like the creative bunch. So we were like, you guys, you, um, I'm too much of a loudmouth. Our CTO is a big loudmouth. So I was like, you guys are probably drowning in us. We're probably the thing that's blocking all the good ideas from coming out. So we kicked them out. We said, you guys get to work on your own project, whatever you think is great, and you're not allowed to speak to us for two weeks. And I said, come back in two weeks, and you got to have a demo of something, a prototype of something that you think would be cool. And so um, they came back in two weeks, and they said, all right, this thing uh, had a terrible name. It was called Riano, um, <laughs> which was it was on air backwards. Mm. Um, but they were like, they're like, okay, so Riano, and they had T-shirts. They had everything. I was like, you guys made T-shirts in two weeks? And so they had a prototype that looked almost like this, which was push a button, start a talk show. And they were like, oh, it's great. People can use it for X, Y, and Z. And we were like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. And we had been working on our own project at the time as well, like kind of competing with them during that two weeks. And ours was like, we didn't even want to present it after we saw theirs because we were like, shit, this is good. Um, <laughs> what was so we, it? Come on. No, no, no. What was it? Oh, uh, ours was this thing that had to do with like gaming and it was like mobile uh, gaming and like real time something. But yeah. Um, but we were like, okay, we're doing that. We're just going to change the name. So we changed the name to Blab, and then we we basically sprinted ahead from there. So it's only been three months since then, right? So it's like a wow. since the since the idea happened three months, not like not like launched for three months. It's only since the idea happened. Um, that's, and so that's crazy. That's the where, story. Where are, you guys, where are you guys located? San Francisco. Oh, okay. Of course. Yeah. So so Tyler asked, you know, the asshole Tyler, how did you come up with the name Blab? <laughs> Uh, we actually had, a, again, this is to, to inside baseball, but we had a, we had an app called blab a year ago that we had launched and, and similarly failed with, but we were like, the name was cool. We liked the name blab and it totally fit what we're doing here, which is it's talking, but it's more like off the cuff. It doesn't have this like level of formality or importance, mm-hmm. um, to it. And so we liked the name blab for that reason. Very cool. Yeah. I think, I feel like a lot of times, I mean, if you can have a great product and a crappy name and you can't get off the ground. Like Rihanna, right? If this is called Rihanna, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you would have emailed 100,000 people saying, come check out my Rihanna today. Possibly not. Possibly yeah, not. it sounds like a disease. They're like, oh, John's got Rihanna. <laughs> I dated Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> In your dreams. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> All right. What, what else we got here? Because we've been out, what is it? Uh, okay. I've been recording. I'm going to hop out. Let's Get out of here. Get out of here, Ian. Let's talk to yeah, I cut it I off. want to see a thousand viewers though. That's there's, oh, there's yeah. twelve left. Yeah. So we've been it's recording crazy. for an hour and twenty three minutes. So this is gonna be yeah. A, so, so, so Sean, so let me. So I, I have a, I'm always gonna ask questions because I'm an avid uh, follower of of leaders who make themselves vulnerable to ask for help and develop teams and. Even you letting your team go out and trust them for two weeks that they're not going to screw around. End of the day, tell me kind of how, how is it that you have attracted these great team members? Because you don't come up with that in two weeks and launch it and 
90 days. So it had to be talent. What, what, what is it? Tell me your secret. To attracting these people. So yeah. I, think, I think it kind of, uh, the two things you mentioned actually both play into each other. Right. So like I trusted them to go out, come up with their own idea and, and, and Hey, you don't need us. You don't need guidance. You don't need anything. In fact, the whole bet was basically, I bet we're getting in the way. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of big companies, they come and ask us, we used to be an incubator, and they asked us, how do we make an internal innovation lab in our big company? And I was like, uh, you probably already have the wrong people. Uh, you probably have really high achievers from your consulting company, and they're probably the worst people to come up with new ideas um, and, and be kind of, you need the troublemakers. You need the disruptors. You need what I call, like when we hire, I, I put this out there in the job listing, which is uh, you, you got to be fundamentally unemployable to most big companies. So you got to have the talent, but you got to have the impatience or the aggressiveness or the kind of the, the spontaneity or the willingness to just uh, or the, the desire to be your own boss in a way. And so um, there's a reason my bio says head coach of Team Blab because I don't consider myself anyone's boss. It's just my job as a coach is to take this talent and put them in a position where they can do what they do best. Um, and I think that because that's my mindset, you then start to attract the right people, right? Like our CTO does not have a college degree, right? The guy who made the iOS app is one year out of one one year out of university. We've got like our designers, you know, was an intern and uh, he was our, he came in as an intern and now he designed this whole interface you see here. Um, this guy Jonas, who's in the chat, was one of our early Blab users. He literally in two hours has uh, is about to land in San Francisco from Germany. He flew himself out here to come to build our developer API for us, right? And so you get you start attracting people who have the right values, right? I just get on here and preach because I'm putting out my value system to the world. And if that's something that resonates with you and your job, you'll come here, right? Absolutely. Oh yeah, I'm a huge, I'm a huge value, core value guy. I mean, I have, my, I have a lamination machine. Okay, if I have books behind me, I, I'm gonna even show you that I have- Show us your fax machine! I, I have lamination. I, but you know what, it's real to me. It's real, I can grab it. So my core values, God, I have my so core values that, that I've had from like five years ago, and they have not evolved, and it's a, it's about having this passion, this curiosity, and being unemployable. I am a man of nine severance packages from uh, Fortune 200 companies. Nine. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I've proven that out, and made a, some pretty good money from doing it too. So. <laughs> so Sean, we 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 just hit a thousand. What, what's what's been the, the? I know this is nowhere near the biggest, but what's been the biggest blab? There's a, there's a tradition when you hit a thousand, we all just have to take our clothes off and just run around. Thanks. I invited the community. I said, hey, come meet the investor in Blab. And his name's Michael. He's an awesome guy. And uh, and so I invited, I said, if you love Blab, come show up because this guy is the guy who made it all possible. He's the guy who bet on me and named me CEO when I was 25 years old and you know had no track record and he bet on me. And so I wanted people to meet him. And so that day, I don't know, we probably had not, not, I mean, this is pretty big compared to what we usually do, but um, I don't know. There was 200 or something people live at once in the, in the blab. Very cool. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really interested in this. I, it, what's happened to me through this experience is all the deals that I'm working on and the dreams that I'm having, I'm like, oh, how can blab fit into this? And I, I'll give you one of them that I'm really excited about. And John known about this. I used to be a backup CEO for a mental health company, a hundred psychologists. And I watched these psychologists sitting on their hands probably 20% of the day, meaning capacity. They went into this to help people. They went in to help people. So 
a couple years ago, I began working on a on a deal of what well, doesn't. It's not 90 days like you guys, but it's been you know going for this amount of time. That if uh, Uber can get you to get into a stranger's car, Airbnb can get you into a stranger's bed. I can get you to talk to strangers, and it's this <laughs> on-demand idea that says whenever you're stressed out, you need some encouragement. You need to talk to somebody about whatever topic that you don't want to talk to your friends or family on in an on-demand model called Vent and by Mind at Ease. And I'm looking at Blab and I'm like, wow, how can I use the Blab technology to help people with their everyday stress issues? And I mean, if everyone starts thinking about how to use this technology, it's going to be everywhere. I mean, I, I, lo I love that. First of all, I love the way you explain that concept. Like now I know why you're successful. Like the storytelling, the framing of that, I was like brilliant. If anyone was listening to that, that was awesome. Um, and then the second thing is my favorite blab today was earlier that guy who's a, who's a trainer. He actually, uh, yeah, sorry, not this one. <laughs> you guys, I think, I think you guys are probably the fastest to a thousand viewers in one, one stream, um, which is pretty good. But, but the, uh, the blab that I really love was this guy said, let me, uh, like, who's got anxiety? let's talk about anxiety. And he basically came in and, and he was just talking about his own experiences, which warmed up the room a little bit. They said, okay, if he's being vulnerable and this lady jumped in and she says, man, I've been watching you blab for, I don't know, five days. And every time you ask who wants to jump in, I always get afraid. I get anxious to do it even then. And she's like, I've struggled with anxiety. And she started sharing and they, he did a kind of a workshop with her for, you know, 40 minutes or whatnot. And he's not saying I'll cure you. He's not saying I'm the best expert. He's saying I'm in this to help people. And if I can help you in any way, I will try. And I just thought that was awesome because that's not just a show, that's interactive, which I like. Yeah, and I would even, it just struck me when you said the word blab and some people can have a connection to it as like it's meaningless. Like me with the word vent, like venting, the psychologist hated the idea of somebody saying you just vent, but it's about expression and it's about listening without having anxiety about being so prepared. Like John and I have been on this the whole time didn't really have any topics to talk about, but we just let go. And then we just blabbed. And then next thing you know, you have all this value, all this content that's created. I'm amazed that this is going to be, you said that we're going to get a link to this and we're going to, can this be transcribed? Is that? Not transcribed. Not, not okay. yet. No. <laughs> You're not going to sit down and write all this out. Come on, man. <laughs> Just thinking out loud. No, this, this is cool. And the fact that there are still 136 people right now watching, like, I, I'm falling asleep listening to, to John talk over there. But <laughs> this, this is pretty cool. And, but I feel like it's almost like one of those things where it doesn't have a beginning or the, an end. It's like all these new people came in. I feel like I need to keep talking. And uh, I'm, I'm interested in all this, this discussion that's going on in the side here. Somebody, somebody I, called it a salon. I don't know what that means. I'm yeah. like, I grew up in Texas. We don't have like, we have like saloons, not salons. But I guess a salon is kind of a, a conversation I, amongst like-minded people that just keeps rolling. I yeah. don't know what you mean on salon. Yeah. If, if that's hair salon. Je Jenny said, Jenny said we keep waiting for the golden nuggets. So I don't know if that's a knock on us that we haven't had any golden nuggets yet. It's like eventually if we wait long enough. Is that okay. our Jenny? No, it's a different Jenny. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to get mad at that. <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway no this is this has been fun i think i probably need to wrap it up yeah, yeah no i want to schedule john i want i want us to schedule another blab yeah. because you did this on the on the fly no 
letting people know truly 10 minutes beforehand. This is going to be interesting to see this experiment and how we transition to using Blab. Because I'll tell you this, I like that it didn't keep cutting out. I will say it's a, it's a little coincidental that as soon as Sean hopped on, we didn't have any technical issues. It's like, it's like when you go to the doctor and he's like, what cough? <laughs> I don't hear a cough. <laughs> Yes, I appreciate it. But yeah, so yeah, thank you, Sean, for hopping on with us. And thanks to everybody on the side for the same. I mean, we 1,026. Thank you, Casey and JR. Yeah. It was awesome. And starving. I'm kind of pissed, though, right now that I have less. What, what are these props? Props. I, I have fewer props. But then again, I'm not the CEO of you know, Blab. So. Home court advantage. Yeah. Now, hey guys, it was great meeting you. And any, anyone in the chat, if this was your first time, you got questions or ideas, or you just loved it, I love hearing that. So, uh, just tweet at me or DM me on Twitter. It's the same handle, Sean VP. So, uh, good talking to you guys. All right. Thanks, everybody. Whoa, that was pretty nuts. So, a big thank you to Sean Puri. Uh, apologies if I've screwed up the pronunciation of your last name. CEO of Blab for stopping by. I mean, seriously. Also, Vincenzo Landino and uh, Blake Jameson and, of course, John Robinson and Ian Cleary. We had a bunch of people stop in. Uh, I forgot anybody. Sorry. But um, that was an interesting experiment. Uh, I feel kind of dumb now for opening with our discussions about Blab before we even talked about it, because now we look kind of stupid. It was a good experiment. Um, it was eye-opening. I'm still not 100% clear with how I'm going to use it, but I don't know how much that matters. But I'd love to hear what you think about it as well. Um, shoot me a line at, at John Loomer on Twitter, or find me on Facebook at JohnLoomerDigital, Facebook.com slash JohnLoomerDigital. Otherwise, you know, we'll see what we do with this. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.